Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pick. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. Paul and I were going to have a full week of Miami Dolphins versus Tampa Bay Bucks coverage. We get nine months along throughout the offseason. We're all ready for week one. And because of the hurricane, uh, Hurricane Irma, it looks like the game is not going to happen. Our, our thoughts and prayers are with the people in South Florida right now. Uh, Paul, looks like uh, right now, as, as of the time, as, as of the time we're recording this show, looks like a game, the game is either going to be postponed to week 11 or they're going to move the game up. They have to do it at a neutral site at this point if it's going to be in week one. Miami will go down to six home games instead of seven because remember week four, they're over in London. And essentially, the Dolphins and the Bucks had wanted to do the game on Thursday night. Unfortunately, due to the storm, governor declared state of emergency in Florida. Police are on 12-hour shifts. Can't cover the game. People are needing to evacuate at this point. So they cannot host the game in South Florida, whether it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday at this point. So if they are to play in week one, which unfortunately, as much as I hate to see them lose another home game, is the ideal scenario. They're going to have to do it at a neutral site. Uh, if it's on Sunday, it can't be in Atlanta. Atlanta's got a soccer match. I believe the Superdome, Baltimore, MetLife Stadium, those are all available venues along the East Coast. I doubt they move it West Coast, uh, given the fact that Tampa Bay is at home in Week 2. It would have been nice if they were out West as well. Miami and Tampa both could have gone out there, stayed the week out there, and played their West Coast games, but that's not the case. So, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of factors here, but the biggest one is players, family, et cetera, are going to be safe in whichever scenario they go through. The fans have the opportunity to evacuate. No one's going to stay hoping to attend a home game. Uh, the biggest thing if they go to week 11, though, is, and, and I don't like this scenario, is if, and this is a big if, I know it's a big if, I'm sure we'll get some comments about this right here, but if Miami were to make it to the Super Bowl this year and they have to move this game to week 11. If they don't win the division, they could be playing football for 20 straight weeks without a break. Basically, they they would lose the bye in week 11. If they don't win the division, they do not get a bye in the first round. And essentially, in order to win the Super Bowl, they've got to play for 20 straight weeks, which also is a player safety concern, really, because... There's a lot of wear and tear on these NFL bodies, and we could see a few extra injuries as a result. Yeah, a lot of different options. Uh, none of them convenient as it pertains to football, but all of them very convenient um, in relation to safety for everybody. So our thoughts, our wishes, our prayers are down with our friends in South Florida. Hopefully everything works out well because we've seen enough hurricane coverage here with, with everything going on in Texas over the last couple of weeks. Oh, let's move on to some 
football news here. So the Dolphins did release their depth chart. Jordan Phillips at the defensive tackle spot wins the job opposite and Dominican Sue. It looked like Davin Gotcha was going to be that guy uh, on at least on first and second down. And Anthony Steen is going to start at left guard over Jesse Davis. Uh, as far as these moves are concerned, uh, I like one and I'm uh, okay on the other. I, I actually think Anthony Steen's a very good player. Plays with that low base. He's 6'3", 300 pounds. Reminds me a lot of former Dolphin guard Mark Dixon from way back in the day. Where, uh, just very country strong. A, a lot Plays a lot bigger than his size indicates. So I'm glad he won that left guard spot. Uh, at defensive tackle, I was hoping to have Davin Gotcha there on first down and Jordan Phillips taking up those pass rush uh, downs. Yeah, it, it's – and you may still see that on the defensive side of the ball. I'll just real quick, Anthony Steen, I'm okay with that. I think it's the ideal scenario right now. I like some of what I saw from Asiata in the preseason. He wasn't ready to take it over. By all accounts, when Ted Larson comes back, he's going to take over that left guard spot unless one of them – tends to play out of this world through week eight. But on the defensive side of the ball, we may still see that scenario. We may still see Godshaw in on rundowns and Phillips in on pass downs. We may still see Phillips in on rundowns and Godshaw in on, on pass downs. Really, this is a scenario where those two are going to rotate so much, it's essentially as if they're both starters. So, uh, you know, essentially it's starter A or 1A and 1B next to Indomitian Sue, occasionally one of them will spell Sue. They're going to both play a lot. So I'm okay with it whichever way they want to go in terms of naming a starter there. Another roster move to get this out of the way, Sam Young was re-signed after Ted Larson was put on engine reserve with the designation to return. So the Dolphins are going to keep 10 offensive linemen. One move that caught, I think, everybody by surprise, too, is Andrew Frank's cut. And the Dolphins signed Cody Parkey, who was actually the kicker for the Cleveland Browns last year. Funny story on this. If you go to NFL.com, you know, you look at uh, the game log from last year when the Dolphins had their first win in overtime against the Browns. The first image you see is Cody Parkey with his head down after his third missed field goal. But here's the other part of that, too, is Parkey missed three field goals against the Dolphins that really in large part allowed them to win 30 to 24 and give them the first win of the year. But other than that, Parkey only had two missed field goals throughout the rest of 2016. Yeah, it's, I mean, I believe the numbers where he was five for five from 50 plus, I think he was damn near perfect from 40 to 49. He didn't miss any inside of 29 yards. He had those couple of misses outside of the Cleveland game. We're going to take those Cleveland game ones away because it was his first game as a rookie. And obviously he choked a little bit, but it seemed like he really settled in from there. So I'm okay with this move. I mean, Frank's made the roster almost by default. He was a guy that we looked at a lot last season. And really, during during our season coverage, I remember us both at, at various times saying we didn't feel confident with the game on the line having Andrew Franks go trotting out there to, to seal it or, or lose it for us. So I'm okay with seeing Franks go the way that Parkey settled in last season. Welcome to the club, Cody. Yeah, and I was actually at the point with Andrew Franks where I started feeling a lot more comfortable with him. You know, he, he was the, the hero in, in the Bills win that put the Dolphins in the playoffs last year. Here in preseason, he did miss one kick, but he also nailed one from 56 yards against the Eagles. 
Uh, he's really good on kickoffs, but the reality is, too, when comparing the kickers, Paul, like you said, he's he's much more accurate from 50-plus. Last year, Parkey overall in field goals was at 80%. Franks was at 76 And in terms of touchbacks, Franks was pretty good at that, but he was at about 58.1%. Parkey was a few percentage points higher. So across the board, Parkey did measure out much, much better. So I, it's interesting because the first thing I thought of was, isn't that the guy that missed three field goals that gave the Dolphins their first win of the year? But other than that, did a very good job. The only reason he's available is because Zane Gonzalez, the best kicker in college football last year, one of the best in college football history, fell to the Browns in the seventh round, and they did have the chance to take him. Otherwise, no doubt Parkey would still be the kicker for the Browns. Another move the Dolphins made, they signed from the Chiefs Justin March Lilliard and cut Trevor Riley. This is a move I really like. Kid who's six foot, 235 pounds, fits more of the 4-3 scheme than the one that the Chiefs play, which is a 3-4 scheme, uh, because he's more of a run-and-chase type of linebacker. Looking at this kid, if, if you take a look at the, the Chiefs' starting lineup here in the first uh, five games of last year, and keep in mind the Chiefs have one of the best defenses in the league now and did in 2016, you'll see their linebackers as Tom Bahali, Justin Houston, Derek Johnson, all pro bowlers, and then this fella played very well and then went down for the year after the first five games, never quite rounded back in the form. The, the Dolphins here are going to give them a shot, Paul. Yeah, I, I like this move, and I, I don't think it comes as any big surprise. If folks listen back to our 53-man roster predictions, I think Riley was one of the ones we squarely pointed at as being that bottom-of-the-roster guy that really did not want to get comfortable because once the other roster cuts out there, shook out, et cetera, he was very likely going to be one of the first to be replaced. So not shocked. March Lillier does have some good history to him. And, hey, you know what? We might get the chance to see what he, he's got, depending on what type of game shape Ray Malug is in for the for Dolphins' first game. And unlike previous linebacker signings for the Dolphins, like Donald Butler and Kelvin Shepard, this kid actually has some upside and some room to grow. Only 24 years old. Went to the same college as Jason Taylor, the University of Akron. We'll see how he does. But if you want to see how much pop this guy brings on special teams, take a look at the Chiefs' punt return for touchdown by Jehu Chesson in the preseason. And you'll see this guy throwing an incredible block. So you can bet special teams coach Darren Rizzi had a lot to say about this sighting too. Uh, As we wrap up, the Dolphins' 53-man roster and roster in general, Paul, they have made their practice squad. Nine players have been allocated to the practice squad. One spot is left open. We'll go ahead and run through that list from top to bottom. Quarterback Brandon Dowdy, running back Devion Smith, wide receiver Drew Morgan, wide receiver Malcolm Lewis, tight end Thomas Duarte, tackle Sean Hickey, D-end Cameron, or excuse me, Cameron Malvo, defensive tackle Gabe Wright, and cornerback Jordan Lucas. Taking a high-level look at this, Paul, what did you like? What did you not like? I didn't exactly love bringing Brandon Dowdy back, unfortunately. He was a guy that I thought I saw a little bit of promise from at times, but he's just too inconsistent for me um, right now. Didn't exactly love that. I did like the fact that Miami was able to go out and snag Gabe Wright, but at the same time, Barring injury, I, I don't see him getting promoted to the roster this season. Uh, Vincent Taylor, Davin Godchow, 
Jordan Phillips, and some guy named Indomitian Sue kind of have, have that on lockdown there. So I like it in terms of if there's an injury, but I fully expect Wright will probably get poached before that point happens. I like that Drew Morgan turned down the advances of the Patriots to stay in Miami on the practice squad. Um, I liked getting Malvo back on there. I thought he might be one of those guys that some team took a flyer on. Uh, and, and I do like keeping Duarte around. I know he's not a super popular player, but he is a guy that as they develop him could turn into a weapon for this team, at least in role situations. So there's a decent amount to like here. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't see any developmental skills in Brandon Dowdy. I mean, when you watch, just watch him drop back and throw the ball, his feet are a mess, his mechanics are all messed up. And, and when you saw a lot of his interceptions in preseason, I did not see somebody who I, – I saw a kid who was, who was really unable to get, to get the ball out in a timely manner, and then he'd rush at the last minute. And that's what would lead to interceptions. And if the game's too fast for Brandon Dowdy in the preseason, you can bet it's going to be in the regular season, too. I uh, also didn't really understand bringing back Devion Smith. I mean, didn't show much in preseason. And I, I don't – I, I, on the practice squad, I'd like to see physically talented players who just need to be around football a little bit more uh, and be inside the huddle. I think this kid's more of a finished product. And the Dolphins don't necessarily need running back at all times to call up at a moment's notice. He's really going to be overall, you know, the fifth running back uh, when, when you extend the roster out to the practice squad. I like getting back Drew Morgan, Thomas Duarte, and Jordan Lucas. Lucas was a real surprise. I thought that another team would have snagged him. I still do see some developmental skills uh, in him. And if, if there's a potential, you know, we start seeing toward the end of the year when injuries creep up, you know, we saw Lafayette Pitts, and we saw A.J. Hendy get promoted to the active roster. Wouldn't be surprised if that happens with Jordan Lucas at some point this year. Uh, Gabe Wright, interestingly enough, fourth-round pick from a couple of years ago, does have has dressed for 12 games in the NFL, not in the same year, so he is practice squad eligible. Uh, shockingly, he would be the third, in terms of tenure, he would be the third most experienced uh, defensive tackle on the roster if he were on the active roster because we've got Vincent Taylor and Gottschalk as the third and fourth defensive tackle. So I like that as well. And the Dolphins are going to keep one more roster spot available. Paul, we've got a lot to talk about this week because there may not be a game here on Sunday. We'll, we'll check and we'll keep everybody updated on that. Any, any other passing thoughts before we call the show? I really just want to reiterate the fact that, you know, our thoughts and prayers are out there with, with, you know, whether they're Dolphins fans or or NFL fans or not. Uh, Pretty much everybody out there in South Florida this coming weekend, the biggest thing, as much as we all love seeing football come back, obviously you and I love seeing football come back, but the biggest thing out there, regardless of who you are, is stay safe, evacuate if you can, get somewhere safe for the weekend, and just ride this thing out. Um, That is the biggest priority right now as far as NFL goes. No scenario right now is ideal, but that definitely takes a backseat to, you know, safety and well-being and and living. So we'll go with that there. Couldn't have said it better. And that'll do it for us. Continue to follow us here on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, 
iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Our following is really starting to grow. And Paul and I be Paul and I might be looking for sponsors coming up pretty soon if you know anybody who might be interested. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the good side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fair side. side. It ain't the left side, left side or the right, right side. side. And it must be the fair side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.